President Trump, so impressed by the other country's show of might, say, hey, guys, why don't we have a parade? Also, the Rangers have traded the rights to one Russell Wilson to the Yankees for future prospects. See how that guy does in baseball. And the White House staff has had to fire or resign uh, Mr. Rob Porter because they found out he had some abuse issues, which, of course, also kept him from getting his security clearance, which kept him from doing his job. Those three stories are pretty big and pretty popular, but not quite the biggest ones for the week. They not make it into the top 10 as determined by you and your interaction on Facebook and Twitter. So. What stories are the big ones for this week? We'll find out in mere moments on the weekly wrap-up show from This Is a Conversation for the week ending February the 10th, 2018. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay Coven Payne, your host for the things going on behind the scenes at This Is a Conversation and in front of the scenes as well. Basically a one-man gang with a couple hangers on doing things here and there. And what do we do? We have great conversations with people out there in the world via the magic of that thing called the internet and social media platforms. So we take the credit for what, you know, those guys did to put all the money and infrastructure in. But we do something really cool with it. We get around the headlines that get stuck all day long. The breaking news that lasts as one story for the entire day. And we talk to you about all the news stories out there and find out from you which ones are pretty important and which ones really aren't that important. We find both ways. And it's done very simply. First, we go to our social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter, and you follow us there and you interact with the stories there throughout the week, throughout the day, as they pop up in your feed. On Facebook, you find us by searching for This Is A Conversation. And for Twitter, we are TH underscore conversation. Make sure that we are lively in your feed. For Facebook, make sure you're set so you're seeing our posts coming in there. And you will see the stories and headlines as they come down. All you have to do is like them, love them, hate them, share them, respond to them, react to them as you want to. And the more interactions on both platforms and our website, thisisconversation.com, we get... They get tallied up in a spreadsheet. Numbers are crunched and moved around, and there's a vision and things. And we get the top 10, actually the top all for the week. This week, 94 specific headlines on the table, and the top 10 we'll get to in just a moment. And, of course, you make that happen. We also have an interview coming up in just a bit with who I call my more famous cousin, and that is Monifa Robinson-Groover. She is a life coach. She is an author. She is a speaker. She's a very, very, very positive person. And she has a book that's been out for a little bit, working its way towards a new platform and a new project, a conference with a focus on women, women in business who are looking to make that next level of improvement for themselves, just their life, and, of course, in business. So I joke about her being my more accomplished, more famous, more better cousin. Uh, we'll joke about that a bit and see how well she does in playing in the brackets, playing with the news. We'll get into that when we get to that segment. So let's go ahead and without further ado and get into the top 10 for this week, starting off with headline number 10. First modern Britons had dark to black skin, Cheddarman DNA analysis reveals. Now, this story uh, popped in on Wednesday of this past week, the 7th, if you will. And it is a story that we got from The Guardian where the genome from Cheddarman, a 
fossilized person found uh, who lived nearly 10,000 years ago suggests that he had blue eyes, dark skin, and dark curly hair, which basically means he's the brother from CSI with the blue eyes that everybody thinks is all good looking. So he was on Earth more than a century ago in a cave in Somerset. Uh, the fossil is known as Cheddar Man, and his DNA uh, says that the early Britons, these are early humans, not the Cro-Bagnons, if you believe that type of stuff, but the early humans that wandered through Britain were darker skinned. Now, how dark is is kind of debatable at this point, uh, but the sort of pasty and whitish um, stereotype of folks in this part of Europe, especially in Britain, doesn't necessarily fit with what happened 10,000 years ago. But you have to, of course, believe that men roamed the earth 10,000 years ago to kind of go along with that one. The number nine story and the bump in response in this story is not much, but it was a pretty big story for the week. 3.15%. This one also came down on Wednesday, and uh, this one has a part two. We didn't make it a super story, but we'll explain it to you in a second. But it's connected to a story that's going to come a bit later. Richard Pryor's widow confirms he slept with Marlon Brando. Now, why is that news? Because Richard Pryor had to confirm, or his widow at least, had to confirm stories that came out from some interviews. Uh, this week and just sort of rumors that Richard Pryor did sort of have a swinging life in more ways than one. Uh, in fact, um, some of his early comedy actually leads up to make people believe that he really dabbled in some of that way back when, if you listen to some of the old club stuff and maybe not such the, on the bigger stuff. And obviously things get edited for content and for time. Uh, but some of his early works do hint that, or apparently hint that, he did dabble on both sides, and Richard Pryor's wife, his widow, confirms that he did have some sort of relations, slept with, as basically how it's being put, put, with Marlon Brando. And we'll explain why that's an even bigger deal in a few other stories. Now, the number eight story this week, that gets a bump in response of 8.4%. This one goes out to uh, New York, and the lawmakers there want to stop Tide because they make those little pods that make laundry easy to do. But the problem is they also look so great people are eating them. They're, of course, not putting in the fact that the Tide Challenges use pretty much a thing about really dumb adults and the fact that there are all sorts of warnings to keep, warnings to keep babies and children away from the Tide Pods and have been for the life of the whole pod thing since the, the pod tie style of washing detergent have come about. A group of lawmakers really, really, really want to uh, make a law for Tide, the national company, the international company, to uh, do things to make the Tide Pods not so tasty or look so tasty, make them smell a little worse, which, of course, would come out in your clothes, make them not so shiny and bright, I guess. Uh, so lawmakers are trying to legislate um, stupidity and safety, but it's mostly legislate the stupidity. The big reason why Tide pods are an issue is because the Tide Pod Challenge is an adult thing where adults who should know better are sticking them in your mouth and trying to eat them for whatever odd purpose. Let's move on to the number seven story this week. Uh, that is a bump in response from 8.45% in that one. This one came down on Tuesday of this week. The headline on this one is Trump Evangelical Advisor says you don't need flu shots when you have Jesus. And, well, she sort of did say that. This coming from Gloria Copeland, married to Kenneth Copeland, both of them on Trump's evangelical advisory board. So they are his spiritual advisors, uh, if you will. And the ones that he's picked 
all happen to be pretty big mega type preachers who do have some sort of maybe type of shady things behind their ministries. Uh, be known for being big in the prosperity movement. You know, you give me a dollar and God will give you 10, things like that. Well, the quote that they're running on, what's really got everyone in the tizzy, is this from Gloria Copeland. It is, knock yourself in the word with the word of God. And I'm totally butchered a quote, though, but essentially what it's saying, and she offered a, a prayer for those who um, who are being forced with people saying the flu is going around, saying there is no flu season. You have to basically bind the flu um, in the name of Jesus. Jesus gave us the flu shot, so we are inoculated in the word of God. And so he will protect you from the flu, which in a way sort of makes sense, you know, but in a way it's also, you know, also things in the Bible about working with the way the ways of man and government and not just being a, a jerk for being a jerk. Uh, so if you ha don't have a flu shot and you are at risk, you should probably go get a flu shot and do all the precautions for the flu. The flu is a very serious thing. Yes, very serious thing that we've talked all about, and especially here in Arkansas, about the number of people who have died from the flu and number of people, uh, including children, who have died after just having a first initial signs, initial symptoms, then being sent home for the general treatment and then dying within hours. We had uh, two school children in the state where that happened. They were diagnosed. They were sent home to um, basically work it out. And complications went worse and he died at home. So you may have Jesus, but you might also want to think about getting that flu shot as well. Just just throwing it out there. The number six story this week, a jump in response of 5.19%, is Bachelor contestant was missing persons list or was on the missing persons list until now. And now is her being on The Bachelor. Now, the mother of a contestant on The Bachelor uh, had some issues with her daughter not checking in. Becca Martinez uh, didn't check in with mom for a little bit, so she was reported missing uh, back in November. Well, what's the deal? Back in November, they started taping The Bachelor. There you go. So now that she's on TV, everyone sees she's not quite missing. She just doesn't know how to check in with mom. Everybody, call your mother. Don't wait till Mother's Day. Call your mother. It's always a great thing to check in with mom every so often. The number five story this week, and that came out on Wednesday as well. It was a 1.85% jump from the four, from the six, I should say. But this is the one that goes back to our number nine story this week on Richard Pryor's widow confirming he slept with Marlon Brando. Why did she have to do that? Well, Quincy Jones gave quite an incredible interview this week. Uh, talking about everybody. Essentially, he spilled the beans on pretty much anybody in the business he could because those who are alive still won't say much about it, and most of the people in there are dead and can't do anything anyway because he's Quincy Jones, and he ain't got much left to do but talk about the real truth. He broke it about the Beatles being a pretty horrible band and gave a story specifically about Ringo taking a half a day to try to figure out a, a drum riff, and then he brought in some session drummer, and he figured it out in about 10 minutes. Michael Jackson was pretty, pretty evil, he says. Uh, he stole things from all sorts of people without attribu attribution. He just kind of pulled a little bit here, pulled a bit there, and was extremely Machiavellian in the way he ran the show. U2, he didn't really blast, but he does say that although he loves his friend Bono, Everything at this point has to be so overblown in such production that it's hard to keep up and hard to overtake and overdo 
yourself each time. And, of course, in the Richard Pryor thing, he hinted that Richard Pryor had both sexual relations, whatever you want to say that is, with Marlon Brando and actually also Marvin Gaye. So that's where all that came from. Our number four story for the week, it has a jump response of 4.24%, came out on Monday this week. One deputy killed, two others shot while responding to an active scene in Colorado Springs. This one was a scary one for a while where it turned out that four officers and a civilian were shot total. This was essentially a local news story that got a lot of buzz on the Internet because anytime there's a shooting like this, it does. There's not a lot of detail deeper into it other than what we have there. Moving on to the number three story this week, it is Scott's rocker Shirley Manson to be first ever winner of the NME Icon Award. This is a jump response from the four story of 9.3%. This came out on Sunday, the award and the information coming out on Sunday. Now, Shirley Manson, the lead singer of the band Garbage uh, from Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Scotland, apologies for that, uh, got a pretty big award. It's the first person ever to get this award uh, on the celebrity stage overseas. So congratulations to her for accruing that one in her well-deserved repertoire of awards and just general talents. Moving on to the number two story for this week, and this is one that got a lot of big response when it came down. It was a Sunday story. I'm sorry, a Saturday story. Uh, it gets a bunch of response from the three to the two of 197.87%. That's how much more bigger that one was and how much more bigger the number one is in, in comparison. Omar Thurman accuses Weinstein of sexual assault and claims Tarantino almost killed her in Stunt Gone Wrong. Now, the Weinstein effect continues to go on, and uh, Harvey Weinstein was a producer for the Kill Bill movies, of course, produced by and, and actually done by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, she accused sexual assault by Weinstein in a very detailed article and claims that a stunt that went really, really bad, and we got a chance to see pictures of it, a car stunt that nearly killed her, uh, Tarantino set up and he basically spat on her at the end of the, 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 the take. He didn't really do much to take care of her. He has once said he was sorry and then turned around and called her sort of, you know, broke it up to explain himself and kind of get out of the way of all the issues with that one. We'll see how that one goes. This, of course, is about a week old at this point, but it's just more on top of more on top of more when we talk about the Harvey Weinstein issue. It's an issue that's not going to go away. Obviously, it looks like with the Me Too movement coming about with this, it's going to be a bigger thing, and we'll have more people speaking out to truth to power on issues in the past that hopefully will keep less of these issues happening in the future. And the number one story for this week, Best Buy is pledging to finally do away with CDs, ceasing the selling the discs later in this year, 2018. This has a response jump from the number two story of only 15.71%. But remember, that one had a jump of almost 200% from two to three. And from the 10 story, a jump of 410%. Number 10, of course, the first modern Britons being darker. And over the almost relevant story this week, which we'll get to much later, that was the 94th story. A jump in response of 7,100%. 7,100% if you want to take it that way. That's the jump in response. Now, what's the deal? Best Buy is going to stop selling CDs later this year. It's pretty simple. It's pretty much that. Uh, CD sales are pretty much dead. Target is asking record labels to buy back their unsold inventory so they can keep space for some newer stuff. But... They're not quite giving up yet. Come June 1st, Best Buy will no longer have CDs in retail stores. Physical music is only generating about $400 million in annual revenue for the company. 
and the executives would rather dedicate floor space to more lucrative items, things that people will walk into the store and buy as opposed to CDs. You can still buy CDs online if you want to. They still manufacture plenty of them, obviously. But most people are getting their music either via direct downloads, direct buys for the singles, or streaming services where they literally rent the space or they are rented for advertising dollars. Your way may vary. CDs and physical media are a dying thing, which is obvious. Uh, you can't necessarily get rid of it at all because you've got to find some way to store it somehow. And you may have personal things you want to store. But buying commercial items on a physical media is going to be a very hard to do. It's already hard to do, but it's going to be even harder to do very soon, especially if big retailers get out of the business of that. DVDs are still safe. CDs, not so much going away this year via Best Buy. Those are your top 10 stories for this week via you and our interaction on social media and from thisistheconversation.com, the website. To be a part of the count next week, just follow us on social media and interact with the stories as they come down in the feeds. On Facebook, we are This Is The Conversation, all one word. On Twitter, we are TH underscore conversation. And our main website, as I've just said, is thisistheconversation.com. Like us, love us, share us, hate us, respond to us. Make sure a couple friends know about it. Tell us a couple of enemies and random strangers. We love them, too. Get as many great people in the conversation, and we have even better, even greater, even more awesomer. It's not a word. It's top 10 lists and other features inside the show. Coming up in just a moment, we'll talk to my very good friend and very, very much more prosperous than I cousin, Monifa Robinson Groover, and we'll talk about what she has going on and play the brackets on This Is A Conversation's weekly wrap-up show, for the week ending February the 10th, 2018. The conversation gets even more interactive as we allow you to re-rank our top 10 into shape of whatever you believe it should be. We give you the top 10 stories and you reorder them as best we you can where you think one through 10 go. And if we like it, we might give you a cup of coffee on it or 10 bucks for your coffee or tea or a latte or chai, whatever your flavor, whatever your beverage, you pick it out. But just go to this is a conversation dot com slash rankings. This is a conversation dot com slash rankings. Every week we put the list of the top 10 in a special page on our website where you can re-rank them in the order that you like. So we present them to you from one to 10, just as we just did moments ago, although front to back instead of back to front. And you tell us which one is the actual number one story of the top 10 out there. And if we like it, we may pick you for a free cup of coffee as we said so play along with us get even more interactive with the conversation by going to the rankings and playing the rankings game this is conversation.com slash rankings to play every single week Monifa Robinson Groover is my cousin, which is how I actually convinced her to do the podcast. But the reason why I wanted her on is that she is a very accomplished counselor, a very accomplished speaker, and doing a lot of great things in the world of publishing and getting the word out, if you will. Uh, she's working on a couple of big projects that we'll talk about in the interview coming up in this moment. But I opened up not so much on the nepotism thing, but basically just asking from a business standpoint what it is that she does. 
I'm a an author, a speaker, and a life coach. And I work primarily with women, particularly women in leadership positions, helping them to find balance in this crazy, unbalanced world. That's that's my niche. That's now, what I love doing. Now, there are plenty of life coaches out there, not to say that there are too many, but there are plenty out there and they all have their own different niche. They all have their own different selling point. How do you actually define yourself as a life coach for within your reach? My focus is really working with women in leadership positions. So when we talk about women in leadership positions, it could be an entrepreneur. It could be a a woman in corporate America. It could be a single woman who's obviously the head of her own household. You know, there are a lot of times that women, we have challenges that we face, pressures that we face, private struggles. And so we work specifically with these women, helping them to kind of balance all that out because a lot of times you know, we put on this strong face in public and then in private we're struggling. So, you know, my purpose is to really help balance some of that struggle out so that life is not so much of a struggle and, and things can move forward with a little bit more ease. Now, we're not going to try to get into the Me Too movement specifically unless you want to go there for a moment. But the Me Too movement right now is opening up a lot of doors and a lot of windows, if you will, to some of the what should have been pretty obvious inequalities between women in the world workplace, women in in the world in general, and what it should be. With that said, is this a good thing that's coming out here, or is this just something that was eventually going to happen anyway? It's just the trigger was a bit more tragic than we expected. Well, well, I think this is something that's been a discussion for years. I mean, even before, you know, I came on the scene or people in my generation came on the scene. You know, women have been having this conversation about equality versus inequality. I think it is unfortunate how it's playing out currently in today's society. But I don't think that's a question that's ever really gone away. I think it's something that's been there and it's going to continue to be addressed. Will it actually work for the positive for a long term or will it kind of go away and have to be reawakened years, months, whatever down the line? I guess that remains to be seen. I think movements kind of go with the movers, (laughs) you know, I mean, so whether or not this is long term, And hopefully it is something that is worked on long term or whether or not it goes away. I I really don't know if I have a definite answer for that. I think we just have to see how things go and how they play out. Well, I know you have a definite answer for why you're much more successful than I am. You, of course, sold more books and your conferences are are more popular. So I've already uh, told the folks about that, about you being my more successful cousin. Uh, Let's talk really quickly about the last book you put out and how it is turning into a movement of its own. Well, the last book I wrote is entitled Eagle Vision, and really it talks about living a life of excellence. And the interesting thing about this is I wrote this book about a year and a half prior to everything going on, prior to the Me Too movement, prior to um, all of these things coming about. So I don't want to say it was a foreshadowing, but I think it's just a reminder of how we need to live our lives with clear vision integrity, and character. And so when I even work with a lot of the women in leadership, I think a lot of times we talk about how to create that profitable bottom line financially. But I think 
in order to truly, truly be successful, we have to combine that with a lot of the internal things that are necessary, like the integrity and the character, in order to take our lives to the next level. So that's what Eagle Vision is about, just living a life of excellence and how to actually do that. And coming up in September, you're expanding on your Eagle Vision's vision. Tell us about that. We are having our second annual Women's Leadership Conference entitled Wired to Win. This year's conference is going to focus on the theme of Eagle Vision and more specifically how clear vision is extremely important. And not just having clear vision about your professional goals, but personal goals as well. So we're really looking forward to it. We're looking forward to having a lot of great speakers. We're really excited. So tell people quickly how they can get in contact with you or find you so they can keep up with information with Monifa Robinson Groover. Well, all you have to do is log on to withinyourreach.life, and you can find all the information you want to know about who I am, what our company does, more information about our upcoming conferences, products, and services. Once again, withinyourreach.life. Or you can give us a call at the office at 404-836-3905. Okay, now time to put you back into my world so that maybe I can be good at something for a bit. It's time to go ahead and play the brackets. Let me go ahead and give a quick rundown of how it works for people who have not heard this before. We just played or we just talked about the last segment, the top 10 stories of the week per the listeners, per the people on the Internet. And they're voting by interacting with the stories down the Facebook and the Twitter and all that stuff. And you have no idea what these top 10 stories are, correct? No idea. Okay, so from here, we're going to offer up the stories remixed out of order, two at a time, to uh, Monifa, and she'll get a chance to eliminate the stories that she doesn't like, move on the stories ahead to she likes. In the first round, there are five groupings, so obviously one grouping gets skipped in the process, down to the final one where she gets a chance to talk for a minute or two about whatever it is as her top story of the week based on the grouping giving from you. Are you ready to play, Monifa? I hope so. I'm sure sure you'll do fine. Okay, let's start off with the number three and number seven groupings. The headlines are Scottish rocker Shirley Manson, first ever winner of the M&E Icon Award, versus Trump evangelical advisors say you don't need flu shots when you have Jesus. Which one of those stories would you like to advance or you want to skip these off the bat? Uh, advance the flu shot. All right. Inoculated in the blood of Jesus. That's what she says. So <laughs> next grouping is the two and the five this week. It is number two is Uma Thurman accuses Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault and claims Quentin Tarantino almost killed her in a stunt gone wrong. A very long title, but that's how it goes. And the fifth story is Quincy Jones gets incredibly candid about the Beatles, Michael Jackson, U2, and more in a new interview. Which one of those are we moving forward? Uh, skip. Oh, we're going to skip that. All right, that means you've got to take one of the next three groupings. You've got to go with it. Next grouping is the four in the ten story. The four story is one deputy killed, two other officers shot while responding to an active scene in Colorado Springs. And the ten story, first modern Britons had dark to black skin from Cheddar Man DNA analysis. One of those two stories, you've got to move one ahead. Uh, the officers that got shot, okay. I'll keep. All right, we'll keep that one. Next grouping is the eight and the six. New York lawmakers want Tide to stop making its pods look so tasty. And Bachelor contestant was on missing persons list until now. The eight story and the six story. Which one of those would you like to move forward? Oh, my. Um, Let's move forward with The Bachelor. 
And the final grouping, we have to pick one from these two. Number nine versus one. Number nine story, Richard Pryor's widow confirms he slept with Marlon Brando. And the number one story this week, Best Buy will cease selling CDs later this year. Uh, we'll keep Best Buy. All right. You're just uh, trying to stay out of the controversial ones, aren't you? <laughs> trying to stay away from it. That's okay. All right. This time, we're going to match up the number seven story and the four story. You advance Trump evangelical advisor says you don't need a flu shot when you have Jesus. And you advance one deputy killed, two other officers shot, or responding to an active scene in Colorado Springs. Which one of those are going to advance to the next round? Flu shots. Flu shots. And the six and the one, which is the bachelor contestant on the missing persons list and Best Buy stopping selling CDs in a few months. Uh, We'll keep the bachelor. All right, so the final tally between the number seven story and the six story, so you get a chance to talk on whichever one you decide is your top story for this week. Either the Trump advisor of Jesus saying that Jesus is all you need to protect yourself from the flu bug, or the Bachelor contestant who went missing only to be found on The Bachelor. Which one of those stories we're going to talk about in a moment? Uh, Let's talk about The Bachelorette. All right. The Bachelor. She is a bachelorette on The Bachelor. So a very quick rundown of the story. A woman in November went on the missing persons list. Her mother hadn't spoken to her daughter for a while, so she put out a missing persons request on her daughter. And then, of course, The Bachelor premiered a few weeks ago to find out she wasn't actually a contestant on the show. So essentially, this is a call for all people out there to make sure you call your mom and don't try to hide things from her because <laughs> you may get found out by the world and get make it a bit more embarrassing than it should be. In fact, I think she's doing fairly well or does fairly well. I'm not a Bachelor fan, but I think she at least went you know, through a couple um, iterations. So I think she's doing okay. I don't have her name in front of me for the, I don't have the story right in front of me, but the Bachelor contestant that um, didn't call her mom and then her mom called police only to find out that she'd just been on a TV taping in secret for a while. Miss Moneva Robinson-Groover, please give us a few minutes on what you think about that story. Well, I, I keep up with The Bachelor here and there, so I don't watch every episode, but I have been keeping up with this one. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this particular Bachelorette, isn't she the one that didn't even reveal her age? You know, it, it's just so interesting. Like, she's, she keeps everything a secret. You know, and then, okay, you don't want to tell your mom that you're on The Bachelorette, but, I mean, at least keep some sense of normalcy, keep in contact with people. And I think when I heard about the story, I heard something about the the missing persons department. I don't know how they found her, but I, I just think it's so interesting that all these secrets and lies and how is it that somebody's missing, but they're still alive and they're filming a reality television show. Maybe that's the whole thing. I mean, you are a, a life coach. You're a person who help people find their way, in a sense. Is this just another example of the culture that we have right now, people looking for something, fame, fortune, whatever, and assuming that it can come at the expense of you know normal common sense? Like, as long as I'm famous, don't worry about the rest of the world because everything else will figure itself out because I've got money, I'm having fun. Is this sort of a sign of the times? Well, first of all, I wonder how much money these contestants are really getting on these reality TV shows, but who knows? And I do think there's this mentality that people want to be famous, they want to be rich, they just want their names in light. I just think that's the culture that we're living in. 
And when you'll do anything, including lie to people, lie to your family, lie to friends about something as simple as going on a television show, uh, that kind of speaks volumes about what? I'll leave that to your imagination, but it speaks volumes. Monifa, thank you so much for giving us some time out of your busy schedule. I know you probably had an interview with The View or The Chew or one of those other big big TV <laughs> things going on, and you gave me uh, time for, for, for my little podcast. So thank you so much for helping out, and thank you so much for just doing the great things you do. I'm so extremely proud of you and happy for all your success. And make sure you reach out when if you need something. Thank you. Time is running out for a great deal we have with us at This Is The Conversation and our good friends at Cloud9 Living. Cloud9 Living offers up any great experience that you're looking for, an excursion, an adventure, any sort of exciting thing, and some other just calm things as well. They have it down packed. And normally, we're telling you about getting gift certificates. You go there, get a gift certificate, and give it to the one you love so they can do whatever it is they want to. And if you want to tag along, that's fine. If you find it kind of dangerous and really scary, let them go by themselves because love is about letting people do what they want to do and not getting in the way, right? Well, here's another way to do that. This time, you might have to go along with them, but we've got a great deal to happen with it as well. Until February the 14th, that of course is Valentine's Day, you can get $15 off any excursion, any purchase, anything over $199. So you can get a gift certificate for $200 and give it to that person and get $15 off. Or you can buy a package deal straight from the company and get $15 off. It's very simple. Go to our website. Click on the link for Cloud9 Living. It is thisisaconversation.com slash cloud number nine. And use the code LOVE18, promo code LOVE18, for a chance to get $15 off any purchase any order of 199 or more starting now or actually starting weeks ago up into the 14th that is Valentine's Day so get a great gift for your love something that would really surprise them it's better than chocolates it's better than flowers it's an experience that you will all enjoy from cloud 9 living Once again, special thanks going out to my cousin, Monifa Robinson-Gruber, for jumping in on the podcast and playing the brackets with us. That's the big part about it. I had someone to do this thing one more week. And, of course, just being kind of awesome and her great vision and a great company with Within Your Reach and her book, Eagle Vision. Check out what she has going on and keep an eye out for that conference coming up in September by going to withinyourreach.life to see how things are going there. So we've got a good bit of time today, so let me get out the housekeeping first, and then we'll go into as much of the news as we can. A lot of the news we'll get through. We'll have the top 15, 11 through 15, and of course the almost relevant story of the week, number 94 for this week particularly. Now, as we say often inside of this podcast and all over the place, we need you to just be conversational. 
For the purpose of social media, that means when you see a headline in your feeds, just click on it, uh, reply to it, respond with it, share it to others so other people can get into it. Give us all the love you can or all the hate you can if it's Facebook because there's a little angry face there. And do all the responding you can to that story so that we know who gets the most and who goes to the top. This week we had an amazing response off of Facebook, especially for the Best Buy story. I know that was a big story all over, but that is basically what pushed it into the number one spot. A lot of response from Facebook. So let us know how you're doing and show us some Facebook love. We're going to start doing some extra special love targeting some people out there who are sort of super users. So look out for those who talk more, chat more, interact more, and we'll do our best to, uh, we'll say compensate. We don't say that we're necessarily bribing, but we'll give you some incentive to kind of hang out with us a little bit more on the Facebook. So follow us on Facebook at This Is A Conversation to make sure we are in your feed. We are focused as an important part to go into your messages. Also, follow us on Twitter, TH underscore conversation there as well. This podcast, this show, this is a labor of love. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of money. It does do a little bit to interact and keep things going. But you can help out by stopping by the sponsors page, visiting any sponsor. Of course, the sponsor this week, the big sponsor, is Cloud9 Living. And you're ready for a great experience for your Valentine's Day. Just days away. And, of course, sharing the podcast, sharing the website, sharing our feeds with others is really, really helping Ratings and reviews are also great as well. Wherever you want to hear about our podcast or hear our podcast, I should say, we're probably there. If not, let us know, and we will do our best to get there. And, oh, by the way, go to thisistheconversation.com slash wishlist and see if you know an influence that I'm looking for. If you do, see if you can hook me up. That'd be awesome as well. Let's go ahead and wrap up, starting off with the almost irrelevant story for the week, and that is story headline number 94, 94 specific headlines in the week from Friday to Friday. And this one is more or less a double. We put out two uh, late yesterday or early yesterday, based how you want to say it. Um, new emojis are coming to iOS and Android, about 157 of them, so if you're looking for more emojis, because you can never have too many emojis, we put out one early about the emoji coming for some a bagel emoji, but then we put out this bigger story that had a big listing of many of the emojis to come. How emoji-ish you are, I guess it all depends on your actual love of emojis on specifically. But 157 new ones coming to your Android or your Apple device, uh, including superheroes of male and female bents, Red-headed people, ice cream, different different smileys, and a lobster, which is really cool because that was the other story. Uh, one of the, the senators was um, Angus King of Maine is happy that there's now a lobster. That was one as well. So this could have been a super one and might not have been so irrelevant. But it is what it is. Now let's round out the top 15 as we are still keeping an eye on the clock and how much time we have left for the show today. Headline number 11 is Bitcoin tumbles as cryptocurrency sell-off intensifies. The big bubble that was uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies is starting to burst as people are figuring out that it's not quite easy money. No one knows quite what to do with it, and it is kind of spooky. Uh, and there's also some issues with people stealing uh, Bitcoin. In fact, they're looking for more blockchain-type detectives to figure out who can kind of figure out who's pulling these these things from different places so bitcoin not quite as secure as people think which is sort of the point and bitcoin's uh, tumbling in its 
in its worth. In fact, other other groups, including many big brokers, are not allowing you to buy bitcoins with their brokerages or even on a credit card because of the volatility. Number 12 story this week, President Trump tells Pentagon to plan a military parade. We're not sure exactly why this happened, but it's something that we're not surprised of. We know that President Trump is impressed by uh, the big style parades. And in fact, North Korea had one a few days ago, right before the Olympic Games started. So we're thinking that's what really triggered this one here. Now, uh, of course, he had a big response to the one he saw when he was in France on Fort Bastille Day. So maybe that's where it is. Here's the thing. We put a story out there before this thing wrapped up within a day. It didn't, it didn't make the day, the day headline for the posting, but there's a, a report of a poll put out by Military Times, the newspaper for the military and all the different branches. And essentially, it says exactly what I knew back when I was in the Air Force. No one who actually is in the service really wants to do a parade. And in fact, around 80% or something like that are saying, nah, we're not really down with that. So there probably won't be a military parade, even if the president wills it, because it's not exactly how it works. Number 13 story, the Rangers of Texas have traded one young Russell Wilson, their second baseman, who also happens to play quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, to the Yankees for the exchange of future considerations, essentially for future draft picks. Um you don't expect much out of Russell Wilson because he's kind of busy playing football. And you don't expect much out of Russell Wilson. Although he's a great baseball player and a great at prospect, he usually goes to spring training and plays because he has the rights to do that. He's still owned by those teams. And this year, he gets a chance to do it in pinstripes. Now, here is the real guy in the punchline to the joke, if you will. Many people across the Internet are remarking how Russell Wilson and Tim Tebow, two football players who are uh, one's kind of a one's a pretty good quarterback, but has a limited system going on. The other one turned out to be a limited quarterback in the real league. Both those guys have jobs, but Colin Kaepernick, who who some say was a better quarterback at the time when he faced off against Wilson, does not have a job in either sport. So there you go. The White House Secretary Rob Porter had to resign because he had a report, a new feature coming out that said he abused two ex-wives. And this turned into a really, really, really big thing. His job as a staff secretary is more or less the secretary of the president. He writes a lot of speeches. He's always next door to the president. A lot of the paperwork that goes to him goes through him. And the big problem with him at the moment was he could not get the full security clearance because of some issues that were brought up months ago by the ex-wives saying there were some issues. Now that this article's out, everyone in the White House knows about this, including the weirdness that he was dating Hope Hicks, who is sort of like not only a, a brainchild in the, the Trump administration, but Trump sees him, sees her, I should say, as a family member, as, as if she were on level as Ivanka. He's upset about that. And, of course, the chief of staff who came in to fix things, John Kelly, saying that he thought he was a good guy and didn't really know about all the stuff going on until literally days ago when the report came out. So there. The number 15 story rounding out for the week is a powerful 6.4 magnitude earthquake that hit Taiwan and took down buildings in the in the in near the eastern city of Hualien, which I always butcher. Uh, a big earthquake happening there for the top 15. Now, as we round out the final stories, these are as many of the other headlines, the in-betweens that we can get in in the time allotted for the rest of the show. These come in no particular order, so here we go. 
Starting off with Ozzy Osbourne, who has announced that he is going on tour, a farewell tour, a tour to end all tours. He is not, however, retiring. He's farewelling again, but not giving up the business because that's how things go. The Tongan flag bearer goes shirtless again at the Olympic ceremony uh, happening right now or a day ago, I guess, in South Korea. Because it's very, very cold for the Winter Olympics, you one would think one would be fully clothed, not the flag bearer for the island nation of Tonga who came out in ceremonial dress. The rest of the teams were, of course, wearing pants and shirts. Macy's will be the first U.S. department store to sell hijabs. This is going to happen in the next couple of months. If this is something that bothers you, I guess you have a little time to bring it up with Macy's, but not very much because it's essentially coming down the line. The producers of The Apprentice take full claim, not quite responsibility, though, for the presidency of Donald Trump, saying that the image they created of him as The Apprentice leader uh, making Apprentice was pretty much a scam because reality shows are pretty much a scam. That's what they say. You'll see that in a new documentary that combs how the producers created the whole image that was that Donald Trump. Google will buy the Chelsea Market building, the official building, the whole building, the historic building, I should say, for $2 billion. They're also always already one of the big tenants in that building. They're going to buy the whole thing and keep it going and be landlords, I guess. The world is mourning the loss of John Perry Barlow, who was the open internet champion, of course, a lyricist for the Grateful Dead, dying at the age of 70 this week. We got that story on Wednesday. Pepsi CEO has a targeted campaign for Doritos that are cleaner and less crunchy, and they're targeting women because women need less dirty, less crunchy Doritos. The women did not like that targeting so we'll see how well that goes of course kylie jenner gave birth to her baby girl this week we have to know that type of stuff because it's well i don't know why we have to do that type of stuff steve Wynn stepped down as ceo of his Wynn resorts amid the misconduct allegations that came down a few weeks ago and one last one as we run out of time on the day a ram truck ad from the super bowl using the mlk speech draws backlash specifically because the speech used really sort of had an issue with people using people's likenesses for commercials, but they didn't get that part. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and being part of the conversation all week long. Join you again next week for another edition of the weekly wrap-up show from thisisaconversation.com.